What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 54, and this morning we are sitting down with TCC's legal and regulatory team. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. We have Karen Benson, who is TCC's legal counsel, and Alex Rill, who is TCC's EH&S coordinator, both on the podcast for the first time this morning. Or yes. I guess ever, not, the, not just this morning, first first podcast ever. Yes, first oh, podcast yeah. ever. Excited to have you guys on. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Is this your guys' first podcast ever outside TCC too? First? Yes. <laughs> Very first. Oh, no, I, I guess I did one uh, PSA type of feature when COVID opened up. We did it to uh, inform the world about what we were doing here at TCC. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I remember that. Feels like forever ago. It was. Yeah. <laughs> A year ago. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Obviously, lots going on, COVID and non-COVID related. So I know you two have been exceptionally busy, um, you know, obviously for the past year. And, uh, you know, again, whether it's COVID stuff or just kind of everything going on with trade, tariffs, regulations, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, I think off the bat, you know, maybe Karen, if you want to start first, just give a little introduction, background on yourself, as well as your kind of day-to-day role with TCC. Sure, happy to. So I joined the company two years ago in May. Um, I'm an attorney in private practice with an interest and a specialty of sorts in um, environmental health and safety, and environmental law uh, in particular has been a part of my practice for a little more than 20 years. Um, When I came on board originally, I was going to do things like TASCA and, and generally environmental compliance, and then my job morphed into a broader range of contracts, insurance, uh, and just uh, environmental matters in general. One of the things I just did that's completely new to my role here is we turned TCC into a certified wildlife habitat. So you can see that um, my role is pretty broad. Yeah. Um, but my background is in industrial environmental compliance. I spent uh, 10 years at a shipyard doing environmental compliance, and that really informs what I do here today. I didn't know that. Yes, that was a great job. Yeah? Yeah. One of our few Jamestown locals, too, from TCC. That's right. I can ride my bike to the office. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that it's, you've already been here for two years, too. Like, I think back to, obviously, I've been here for four years, but I can't picture, like, not having, like, bouncing contracts off of you and, like, regulatory oh, questions thanks. and stuff. Like, it's, it, it's, it's crazy it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex as well, obviously, maybe a little background on yourself. Yeah, so I'm the EH&S coordinator here. I've been here about a year and a half. Um, it's really my first job out of college, so <laughs> don't have that much of a background, but I got my degree in biological sciences, and I'm working on my MBA. I'll be finishing that up soon. Um, basically, my job here at TCC is to maintain our environmental compliance, and then I also work with Karen on our regulatory compliance. And another Rhode Island local, not a Jamestown local, yeah. but Rhode Island. Yeah, from Tiverton. Not too far. <laughs> I guess all this means, too, that I'm no longer the new guy, which is kind of nice. Uh, you, you guys are the new ones. For yeah. a long time, I was the new guy, but I'm also not the youngest. I guess you're now the youngest one, which is nice. Yeah, it's a little weird <laughs> <laughs> being the youngest. Eventually, that won't be the case one day. Um, but yeah, obviously, again, appreciate having you guys on the podcast. I think there's a, a lot going on, a lot worth talking about. Um, maybe just at a general, before, I know we got some specific talk, uh, topics to talk about, but kind of in a general, what's been taking up a lot of your guys' time? What are the big things that have been happening for the last weeks or months that are really a big focus, um, you know, for TCC and, and kind of things that have been happening, whether they're, you know, annual things like renewing some of our uh, regulations and things we're a part of or new things that are coming up? You know, what's, what's taking a lot of your guys' time? 
Uh, so just what we discussed, I would say, are the two big topics with the new administration would be trade and environmental uh, compliance. Yep. And um, in trade, the, the, you know, we have a new uh, U.S. trade representative. She's getting very, very high marks, Catherine Tai. Um, lots of experience, uh, unanimously confirmed, you know, and a real, uh, a real strong person to review our trade policies and negotiate trade policies. So that's exciting. And then I think also with the new administration, I would say the environment is a, is a big trend. Mm -hmm. And in my notes, I said, um, you know, if I, in my opinion, if I had to predict, I think we're going to see more enforcement. Um, more protection for natural resources, uh, a lot of reviewing of existing policies. So, um, oh, and finally, I guess uh, I would predict uh, integration. I think it's pretty obvious if you look at the media coverage of this administration that there's a big push on climate change and, and climate protection. And I, I, I'd say we'll see that built into um, infrastructure projects. So those are a couple of the things uh, I think are a consensus. Yeah. And they've, they've definitely, well, they started the risk evaluations a few years ago, but they'll definitely ramp those up and Chemical. be looking into more yeah. risky chemicals. Mm -hmm. what, is, what does that mean, risk evaluation? So they're basically doing like a background check sort of on the chemicals. Okay. So they're seeing like how it affects workers, how it affects the environment, if they should put more regulations on the chemicals, that sort of thing. So obviously there's a list of chemicals that maybe have no regulations, a list of chemicals that have some sort of regulations and seeing if those are correct or if one needs to go this way or that yeah, way. Yeah, if they should take the chemical out totally. Yep. Yep. Of and the risk evaluation might consider something like, this chemical is, uh, does not pose an immediate danger to, if it's airborne, for example, and it might not be a, a, a risk to the workers. However, should it be released into the environment, it would have a potentially negative impact or a harmful impact on water. Sure. So that's the kind of things the the risk evaluations try to break out. Sure. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, I think of all that stuff, one of the you know more I guess recent or timely things happening is obviously the new Biden administration taking office, um, coming into effect. Obviously, political beliefs aside, you know Biden comes into office. It's a new administration, and he says things, does things, changes things that uh, you know the prior administration or administrations may have put into place, or things that are long-term things that have been going on, or even some of the new, you know, brand new policies that he's bringing up. Um, obviously. You know, there's the trade and tariff piece of it, which came in with the last administration, which I know we'll talk about in a minute. But what else is, has Biden and the administration been saying or doing so far that's that's playing a role in, you know, TCC's business and kind of, I guess, you know, sort of specific to the chemical industry? What are some of the things you guys are watching closely? Um, I've seen a lot of them wanting to reduce greenhouse gases and move to renewable energy. So we may have to look more into renewable chemicals, better for the environment chemicals. Um, I saw on their agenda it includes the negotiation and implementation of strong environmental standards that are critical to a sustainable climate pathway. So <laughs> basically they're looking to not uh, harm the environment as much. So bio-based products are going to be uh, popular, yeah. safe to say. Another thing that I identified, and <clears throat> I think it remains to be seen uh, how helpful it'll be for our industry, 
but uh, with the constraints we've had, we've seen on importing our, some of our products, and we know those same products are available here in America, I would say the executive order that the president signed back in January, the Buy American order, it's a continuation of an existing policy. We've had this policy for decades, and it gets um, reviewed and renewed under each administration. So um, the one that was signed back in January is um, it promotes economic growth. Uh, it tries to stimulate jobs, and interestingly, you know, at a at a at a workers level of jobs, blue collar jobs, things that might impact our industry, like the trucking industry and logistics, the ports, and people who are operating cranes and and other equipment to offload uh, the ships that we, you know, um, that we have our products delivered in. So, decent wages as part of this Buy American. Uh, uh, executive order. Um, it also amends our current standards so that the federal government has to invest taxpayer dollars in our businesses. So that's a good sign too. Um, and I think those two elements of this executive order would impact the chemical industry. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're already seeing it with a lot of bio-based, you know, products and specifically, I guess, plasticizers with TCC's business being a big part of that. You know, we're already seeing you know, some of our producing partners like Perstorp with a product called Pevelin, which is a bio-based mm -hmm. plasticizer, which I know you're very excited about. Yes. And hopeful that we can, yes. you know, really get moving and off the ground. Um, but yeah, we're certainly already seeing it. Companies are either adapting to it or, or transitioning to, you know, putting a focus on some of these bio-based products and, you know, environmental things that are coming up. So I know we're already seeing the switch and it's going to be an ongoing thing, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, so it seems like it's, it's safe to say that what the administration is doing is either catching up or on par with what the rest of the world's doing with some of these environmental things. Well, for sure, they've been doing this in Europe um, sure. uh, ever since the EU formed. There's been, uh, you know, a critical look at regulations like these, trade regulations, environmental regulations, worker safety, but also sort of a closed loop for products. And um, I think that is very much, as Alex said, the trend as we go forward. Yeah. Products like ESO, yep. um, um, I, I think we're going to have, in my opinion, they have a great future. Yeah. Yeah, something we even just talked about, I think, on the most recent podcast we recorded, the, the April version, um, you know, the European bio biofuel regulations that are coming in, in fact, basically this year, are already taking raw materials for things like ESO. Uh, we sell, you know, TOFA in the United States, which is a pine-based product, and those products are getting double the value to go into these bio-based applications because of the government mm -hmm. um, subsidies. So we're, we're certainly already, I think, right in the middle of it. Definitely. Uh, something, to, something to keep a close eye on, I think regardless of your business, whether you're a distributor like us with some of these products that are coming out to be aware of or, you know, actual producers that are going to have to start using some of these bio-based products, I think now's the time to take a look at those. I agree. I think it's a great sales point for consumer products. Yeah. If you're a manufacturer and you're responsibly sourcing your products, I think that's a great marketing tool. And it's not just good for the cult our culture. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously something else that comes along with the administrations, whether it was the prior administration, the current administration is the whole trade and tariff world, which could probably be an entire podcast episode <laughs> by itself if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. um, I know two of the things we're closely following is the situation with China, um, as well as with our um, fiberglass map business with things going on in Belarus. Um, I'll let you guys take it with, you know, where things are at, what you guys are monitoring closely with, with the trade and tariff things going on. Yeah, well, I'll start off with the China trade tariffs, Great. the Section 301 tariffs. Um, so 
basically we've seen that they'll be in place for the foreseeable future. <laughs> um, yesterday I saw that the USTR has yet to be begin an agency level review of the policy um, towards China. So it's not looking good for those uh, China tariffs that are giving us those 25% extra I, duties. <laughs> I have to agree. They, they promise the U.S. Trade Representative promises to do a top-to-bottom review, uh, not only of China tariffs, but, but of all existing tariffs. And they're going to focus on China. We have their commitment, mm -hmm. their public statements to Congress to that effect. But as far as the litigation, same as the, the chances of the tariffs being removed, the government, the Department of Justice answered the complaint just last month, just in March, and it was a very, very aggressive response. They're defending it. And in the seminars and webinars and conversations I've had with, with attorneys who are involved directly in the litigation, they make a good point. It's not just a matter of policy. The government has to defend this suit vigorously because of the money involved. Yep. If all of those tariffs for all of those years were to be liquidated and returned to people like us in the chemical industry, but many, many other industries have been impacted, yep. it's a huge number. So uh, Department of Justice, knowing that, uh, has vigorously defended it. So just some dates. They had a joint status conference on the 26th of this month, and um, that was the takeaway. All the reports that I read um, said DOJ fully engaged in, an, in this aggressive defense. So if I had to predict, um, you know, a, a, the outcome of a court decision it would be two years, yep. you know. It, it, yeah, it's going to take a while. Mm -hmm. yep. Hopefully, they'll be able to get the exemption process back in place. Yes. Before then. Yeah. For those chemicals that we can only source from China. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest things I've seen being on the you know the sales side and the product management side is it, it's not so much the tariff itself and the extra dollar amount that it costs from China. It's the uncertainty. So. If you could tell me, hey, these tariffs are going to be here for the next 24 months, great, that's fine. Okay, mm -hmm. it's going to be 25% more expensive. We'll work around that. We'll know. We'll plan inventories, whatever. What we don't want to happen is to tell a customer to bring in material, and then next week it's 25% cheaper. So that's, I think, yeah. been one of the question marks, is, especially when they kind of first came on, is they were on, they were off. It was only this list, and there was all these lists, and th there was just a lot of uncertainty, and it made it really difficult to plan versus if they just said, hey, this is going to be at least X amount of time. We can plan around that. And I think that's the takeaway here. This is one of the few things that both the Trump and Biden administration agree on. Yeah. These tariffs are going to be in place for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of what we've been you know, telling people as well is, yeah, lead times are long. Yeah, the tariffs are in effect, and it makes things more expensive, but... It's the world we're living in. You know, it's not going to go away next week, next month. It's you know just something to sort of plan around. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. agree. So something to watch closely. Obviously, I'm sure all of our customers listening are hopeful that it goes away and <laughs> you know their their products come back down. But it seems just some something we got to deal with at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. And so obviously, in addition to China, there's you know things going on rest of the world, whether that's Europe or I know specifically we've been looking at things with uh, Belarus with the fiberglass business that we're doing. But what is the what is the trade and, and tariff situation kind of for the you know Europe slash rest of the world look like these days? So we were uh, had a great importing arrangement uh, for certain products uh, for the fabric in particular, uh, but it was uh, completed and undertaken like perhaps with many of our customers as well uh, under a license because there were trade bans because of uh, political um, policies in Belarus. 
And this license had been renewed for multiple years, uh, I guess, uh, since 2015. So, you know, we've been able to import to, to the United States for many, many years. Um, unfortunately, the things have deteriorated in Belarus to the point where the United States is no longer going to allow the trade, even with the licensing. Yep. And originally, it was going to sunset today, the end of this month, uh, and they've given uh, all uh, importers uh, a sunset period, which is until June, June 3rd, 2021. So if you have product on the water, uh, you'll have a chance to get it here, uh, submit your application to the trade representative, and have that product imported. Um, so what we've decided to do is look for alternative suppliers. Um, and I, I know that everyone in our industry is scrambling. Uh, uh, but we have a lot of existing bilateral trade agreements with other European suppliers. For example, we have a bilateral uh, trade agreement with Latvia. And they are a country that does this kind of manufacturing. So TCC is trying to um, you know, work through uh, that supply process and and I think we have identified it um, have you seen an SDS yet for materials I haven't I haven't either but so um, we believe though that we can be importing uh, from the EU in general uh, so long as we pl uh, uh, comply with our bilateral trade agreements with EU partners potential EU partners yeah but but Belarus short answer is that supply is out, is yeah. done, yeah, yeah, dried up. I think this is a good time for a little subtle plug for TCC too. I mean, again, two years ago without having both of you guys sitting here, I'd have no idea how we'd be like navigating all of this <laughs> stuff. Um, but kind of going along, we always talk about security supply with TCC. It doesn't, it's not just physical availability of materials, it's the resources, you know, the two of you guys and our full regulatory team provide because, you know, again, TCC is sort of a one-stop shop and kind of concierge to the industry. So again, I have no idea how we'll be wading through all this stuff. And <laughs> hopefully this information is, you know, certainly being received well and, and beneficial because, you know, it's, I'm even learning stuff today. So well, I have to give props <laughs> to our um, our sales team now because yeah. they they know their suppliers. They, they have an international contact system where they can source uh, product literally from all over the world. We didn't identify alternative suppliers in the EU. Our sales mm -hmm. guys and our purchasing yeah. uh, team, they're the ones that identified the alternative. And then what we do is we support that effort to be sure that regulatory is on all fours. So yep. it's a collaboration. Yep. Yeah. George, can we get Karen on the future marketing uh, voiceover things here? This is, <laughs> this, is, this is marketing gold here. It's true, though. <laughs> Um, but, and so the, one of the other big topics we had on our list here is the, the situation or updates going on with OSHA, you know, obviously I'm sure, uh, probably other distributors and, and suppliers that are listening as well as definitely, you know, manufacturers and warehouse owners and plant owners are familiar with OSHA, of course. Um, but you know, I know there's some changes and updates happening with the OSHA regulations. So what's going on there? Yeah. So OSHA has their hazard communication standard and they just came out in February with a proposed revision to it. Um, they're aimed at increasing the worker protections and aligning with the GHS Revision 7. Um, so these would include additional um, info required for the labels and on the SDSs. Um, Aaron, did you have another <laughs> thing oh, to add about? Yeah. Um, well, the, if these regulations, uh, as, uh, as proposed, were enacted, it would really be... Uh, a tremendous impact, not just on our industry, but on, as I, we were saying a little while ago, 
almost anywhere where you're handling materials. It could be warehousing, it could be at the docks, um, and yes, in addition to SDS uh, modifications and upgrades, we're going to have to, in our industry, think about the downstream uses of uh, a particular chemical, and do those downstream uses uh, propose, uh, uh, present a potential hazard? Um, this would mean the downstream chemical reaction with other chemicals. And um, I would suggest that, you know, as, a, as an importer or as a broker, we don't even have that information. So it's, um, in my analysis, uh, from reviewing what OSHA's proposing, it's very extensive, and, and although um, it's still, a, it's just a proposal, it would mean tremendous changes for us. Yeah. In our warehouses, as I say, for example, it would also mean additional training um, uh, uh, for people who are handling uh, chemicals, byproducts, decomposition. Uh, really, uh, manufacturers are going to have to supply uh, a, a lot more information to people like TCC yep. before mm -hmm. we'd be able to sell these products. Uh, the I believe the time to comment on these regulations is still open. Yeah, they and, extended it. Yep. And so, um, you know, if people who are listening to the podcast want to know more about this, once they familiarize themselves with the possible impacts to their industry, it would be a great idea to comment to OSHA because that's the whole purpose of sure. pu the public comment period. Yeah. We should also say that the current practices for handling chemicals do seek to protect workers. Uh, so um, it, it's not, it doesn't mean that the potential for downstream reactions is currently being ignored because it's not. Our current regulations include that. Sure. Um, but uh, this, this whole issue of identifying downstream chemical reactions, it's a big deal. Yeah. 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 And, and obviously there's a little bit of that already happening, whether it's, you know, we have customers contact us and we get information on what the application is, if you need a USP or a food grade or mm -hmm. just like a general tech grade. So there's some of that happening, and it just sounds like that'll be maybe another question or another step in that process of figuring out if we have the right grade of material and where it's going and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So certainly something to, you know, so I guess especially for manufacturers and people actually physically handling the material to be aware of and, and understand the implications of. And I guess sort of to, to wrap things up, I think that was you know a bunch of good relevant topics, things that are gonna directly you know make an impact, whether it's this month, this year. I mean, things that are, are coming up here very soon. Um, you know, obviously it's just about the end of April here, which is crazy to say that, ah. I guess, what, next week's going to be May. Um, but what's on your guys' kind of outlook and, and agenda for the rest of 2021? What are the big things you guys are keeping an eye out for, working on, you know, projects that are coming up, things like that? What's, what's coming up here for the rest yeah. of the year that people should be aware of? So there's obviously the China tariffs, which we're always keeping an eye on, see if anything changes. Um, there's also, I definitely take a look at the task or risk evaluations, making sure none of the chemicals that we sell or buy are affected by those. Um, and then I'm also keeping an eye on the OSHA revision to see if that goes through. Mm -hmm. Sure. So um, in June, there's a specific task deadline. Uh, that's a proposed risk management rule for methylene chloride. Um, in June, uh, there's also a requirement that EPA report to Congress on TASCA. Everyone might know, but it's the Toxic Substances Control Act. Sure. Um, and that report to Congress is due uh, for an implementation plan for alternatives to vertebrate animal testing. So some of the information that we see on the SDS sheets is the result of vertebrate animal testing, and that's being phased out. And that's not 
just here in the United States. That's true all over the world. Yeah. Um, in July, we have the TRI reporting. That's the toxic release inventory, uh, but they haven't given us a hard date on that. Um, and that's, again, it's, it's a federal regulation. Uh, we're focusing on federal as opposed to state regulations today. Um, and then the task of fees, the risk evaluation fees are due in September. And I'm sure many of our listeners are aware of that. Um, so the government is not paying for the risk evaluations. The industry is. Yep. And um, so we should know. We have an idea already, don't you, Alex? Um, they're doing it in... Um like payments. So the first payment already happened. Okay. So the rest, I guess the rest of it is due in September. In September, that's the deadline for the completed payment of the TASCA fees Got for it. the risk evaluation. Got so, it. and that's what I have for the, you know, un until the fall. That's yep. what I identify. Want to take some time off this summer too. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are staying busy in other words. That's, yes, that's, that's what are. I heard from that. Always. Awesome. <laughs> Um, one thing I always like to kind of leave people with when we do, you know, have guests on and, and talk about certain things is, you know, resources and, and things that people can be using. Uh, obviously, aside from reaching out to you guys for help is, you know, what are some either newsletters or websites that you guys use frequently or, you know, maybe people that aren't heavily involved daily in the regulatory side of things. You know, how do people stay informed? What's the best way for, uh, you know, people to get information, whether you're manufacturers that this is a direct implication of or, you know, maybe other companies like TCC who just want to be aware of it as they're talking to customers. Um, you know, what are some good resources, websites, newsletters you guys follow that you can recommend? Yeah, one of uh, the resources I use is, it's called Bergeson and Campbell. Um, they have a task of blog, mm -hmm. so they basically put out blog posts whenever something happens. Is it um, safe to assume that's like a law firm by the name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're pretty great. They come out, um, it's pretty timely. Yep. Um, and then I also, uh, I look at ST and R trade. Um, they have good trade information, which sure. is where I get most of um, the tariff information and anti-dumping and all that from. Yep, I agree. They're both reliable uh, and, and current, very, very up-to-date. And it's so important to have reliable resources. I know from my law practice, sometimes you want to go right to the regulatory website. So if it's an EPA question, go to EPA. But it's a lot of information to sift through. So having these um, uh, reliable resources... Um, uh, I agree. Sandler, Travis, and Rosenberg. That's the trade that's report. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> STR. We can give you that the link to that website. Absolutely. Um, uh, two more that I like is uh, more with a legal focus is the National Law Review. And that comes out, well, there are many areas that you can focus on. But in particular, there's an energy and environment legal news that does a great job of distilling changes in regulations some they cover some litigation if regulations are being challenged and they have a very high level of writing and expertise the national law review and then um, i like environmental health and safety today for ehs uh, they have um, really robust news and, and, and analysis they've been especially helpful to us during times of covid yep. mm -hmm. um, so but I, I echo what you've said alex having good resources to go to can really make things, especially in, in a changing, you know, it's a, every, it's a moving target yep. with OSHA, let's say. Sure. So having multiple sources to consider to help us make good decisions, it's, it's, uh, it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I know I have a list of all those resources you guys mentioned. So wherever this 
uh, episodes being streamed, whether it's on the podcast app or YouTube, you know, scroll down to the notes and we'll have all those links down in there, um, you know, to, to be able to share and obviously put out for, uh, for everyone's general use. Great. Um, but I think that kind of wraps up, you know, most of the topics we had. I think it was, you know, awesome having you guys on. I think hopefully, you know, again, sort of demonstrates the the security supply and the benefits and, and what TCC is trying to provide to the industry and having, you know, not only product availability and, and physical supply, but keeping an eye closely on the regulatory things happening, the legal things happening, um, you know, whether it's just understanding information or submitting comments and, and fighting for the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So something TCC obviously takes a lot of pride in um, and, you know, on a, on a one-off basis, if there's specific specific questions. I know I'm sure both of you guys would be happy to help answer any questions, whether oh, it's suppliers absolutely. or customers. Sure. Um, so usually we joke about sending Javi a WhatsApp, but Javi's not here. So I guess just <laughs> if you know these guys, send them an email or, you know, contact your TCC sales rep and we can obviously put you guys in touch and, uh, and, you know, answer any questions that might come up. Sounds great. Um, but you know, thank you guys again for, for coming on the podcast. I think it went really well and we appreciate it. Oh, thanks for Uh, having us. Thank you. You know, thank you guys for streaming, of course, wherever you're listening, whether it's on the the podcast app online, uh, we obviously have the video version as well. If you, uh, want to take a look at our smiling faces, we have, (laughs) I think two people better looking than me, Javi, Rob and AJ for (laughs) once. So, um, you know, hopefully you're, you're streaming it wherever it's convenient for you guys. Um, you know, we'd love to have you guys on maybe sometime soon, maybe get you guys in the regular sure. monthly episode or well, maybe quarterly. Do an update. We can do quarterly. <laughs> quarterly works. Um, but again, we appreciate it. Pre- appreciate you guys for listening. Let us know how we can help and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.